step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the show. This is your girl, the Literary Diva of Blog Talk Radio. And welcome into a very special author interview, or as we like to say, author chat, <laughs> with a very interesting author, I have to say. Um, I know you guys are going to love this interview because many of you really love the paranormal. I think I do too only because there's so much of it out here and books, television, movies, and things like that. So can't wait to bring her on so that we can get a taste of this very interesting book that she has written. But first, let's let's send a shout-out to all of our live listeners as well as to all of those who will be playing back this broadcast. Excuse me, we certainly do appreciate the many of you who do keep it locked right here and who are constantly listening in and still supporting us. Again, we always say here, we've always been a part of BTR for such a long time, and I say that with grace and with gratitude and with thanks to all of our listeners because, hey, without you guys, where would we be? So thank you guys so much for just listening in and 
you know, uh, uh, basically um, sending people over and forwarding the interviews and just, you know, coming back and forth to just listen to a lot of the shows that we do have here um, on our network. So thank you guys so much. And we always tell you guys, drop by one of our favorite places in the whole wide world, Amazon, to pick up some amazing reads. Um, of course, our featured guest book is also there, too, which we will get into in a few minutes here. And we always like to tell you guys, get some books, share them, and inspire others to do the same. It's nothing like reading. Reading, reading is like the best thing ever. And I always say that because it helps us with, you know, our communication skills. It helps us to focus on, you know, our careers, families, and things like that. It just helps us in so many ways. Um, There's so many books out there for so many of you who love to read different genres or just who love to stick to just one genre. But there's so many out there for you guys. Um, We definitely like to send you guys over there. Not only that, but you know, also in your local area, go to your Barnes and Nobles, go to your Books a Million, go to your local thrift stores. Why not? Some of the best books are actually found there. And those books are not that expensive. And when you get done with them, donate them back or pass them on to some of your friends and family. Or, you know, if they're not interested, tell them to pass them on to some of maybe, you know, some coworkers that they that they work with or just other people who have kids and things like that, who love to read. So it's nothing like a really good book. Now, today's show is all about our author, C.L. Gaber, author of the book of The Ascenders, <laughs> and also Dex Malone. And she's going to be here to talk to us about the book, The Ascenders, and and take us through um the the uh, main characters and how it all goes down. I have to say, um, paranormal um, isn't something that I ordinarily wouldn't read, but I do love. I have to, <laughs> when there's a really good story out there. There's nothing like it. You know, I think a lot of us kind of dabble in the sci-fi stuff every now and then. You know, um, it's one of those genres that just keeps it going, you know, it's it's just like the storylines are like amazing, the characters are well developed, and just the whole setting just kind of sucks you in, and I think that's what this book, uh, this book does, so (laughs) without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on our guest, author C.L. Gaber. Hi, everybody, thank you so much for having me today, I love your show, and I'm so grateful to be on it. Oh, thank you. Thank you for saying that. How are you? I am great, and I'm so excited about doing this show, and obviously my two dogs are excited because they've already <laughs> barked on air. I'm sorry, everyone. That's a Labradoodle and a German Shepherd saying hello. Oh, my gosh. Okay, how do they get along? They get along great. Colt, my German Shepherd, because when I got him, I watched uh, – he grew up on a farm – So the lady said, do you want to see a pony being born? And I said, sure. And my dad said, oh, my God, no, because that just is too much for me. But we we named Colt for the pony being born. And Georgie is my little Labradoodle. She's like a year old and very snuggly, but they get along good. She's in charge of him, which I think is how it works in the animal community. Whenever you have a girl dog and a boy dog, the girl is always in charge. 
Oh, my gosh, because, you know, when people think of German Shepherds, they're like, you know, these really stern, tough dogs, you know, and it's, and I always wonder, for the people that actually have them and that actually have other dogs, how do they really get along with other pets? <laughs> you know, they get along great, and I think my little Labradoodle, who's 38 pounds, versus my 100-pound Shepherd, he must be a diva. She has to fit in because she's a little diva, and she's in charge of the whole house now. I don't know how this happened. Oh, my gosh. You know, that that's, that seems a little strange because you have a little dog and a big dog, but the little dog just really takes her claim and just everything. <laughs> she's she's not large and in charge. She's small and in charge. But they're, they're such a joy because when you're a writer, you're home alone a lot writing. So they're yeah. they're uh, they're hanging out with me, which is really fun. Oh my gosh. You know, that is really something because sometimes, you know, we see this a lot in the animal world too. We see a lot of the big animals um, and the little animals as like really good friends. And it's really amazing how small dogs get along with the bigger dogs. I mean, that is really something because the relationship is like no other. So I, I just love that. Uh, me too. I'm so, I'm such a dog person, and, and I, I I can't imagine life without dogs. Oh wow. Okay, now for a lot of our listening audience um, who may not know a lot about you, give them give them just a little bit of backstory about you and how you came to write um, young adult fiction. Sure. Um, my background is, my name is C.L. Gaber, but many people know me as a journalist for so many years for the Chicago Sun-Times and for the New York Times Wire Service. And basically my whole career, I've been so lucky to be a film reporter, which means that you get to go to L.A. and New York a lot and you interview movie stars, basically. So I've interviewed everybody. (laughs) So if there's anybody who wants to ask about their favorite star later on, let's do it. But I've interviewed everyone. And and the cool thing for me is I've always interviewed the authors, too. So when they do these big press junkets, they bring out Stephanie Myers, who wrote Twilight, and Anne Brashear, who wrote the Traveling Pants series. And I always was so interested in the authors and how they did it and how they motivated themselves and the, the total odd thing is Stephanie Meyer from Twilight sat there and told us, you know, I had a dream and it was about vampires and there was Edward and there was Bella and it became Twilight. And at the time I thought that's a lovely story, but I've been a writer my whole life. That's never happened to me. And then guess what? <laughs> it actually happened, which was so bizarre. Oh. <laughs> it actually happened. And I was in LA on a trip and I was with my husband, and he's a very light sleeper. He has some insomnia issues. So I had this crazy dream that played out in my mind like a movie, which was the book Ascenders. And it played out the beginning, middle, and end. I saw everybody so clearly, and I woke up in the middle of the night, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to write this down, but I can't wake up my husband. So I spent the next several hours in the bathroom 
with a lot of notepads, writing the beginning and writing everything I remembered from my dream. And finally, my husband knocked on the door, and he was like, are you just okay in there? Are you having a problem? Do we have a food poisoning issue? What's happening? And I was like, no, 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 I'm fine. But I had this crazy idea for a book. And really, honestly, I wrote the first chapter completely in the bathroom and then just worked on it for the next several years writing the first book that's out now. Oh, my God. That's amazing how how all that just works. It really is. It was amazing. And, you know, I saw it so clearly, like my main really handsome guy in my book looks like a young David Beckham to me. And I mm, saw the girl look like. I pictured that. <laughs> Did you picture this? That's what my, yes. I, when I really wrote him later on, I had all kinds of pictures of David Beckham up in my office. And I thought, this is David Beckham at 20. And, and that was really helpful. I'll tell you guys a funny story. I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I said to her, Daniel, my main character, he's like David Beckham, he's dark, he's dangerous, got a few tattoos, but just of the names of his brothers and sisters. And I said, what do you think? Is it going? Do you think he's handsome? What do you think? And she goes, he needs more lines. And I said, lines? Like lines of dialogue? She's like, no, not lines of dialogue. And she gave me that look that only kids can give you. Like, how dumb are you? And I was like, what do you mean by lines? And she goes, lines, like in his arm. I'm like, oh, sinewy? You want him to be more sinewy? And with like, she goes, like, definition. He works out a lot. I'm like, oh, I got it now, lines. So that's, uh, (laughs) Daniel got another layer that day. He has very sinewy arms now. Oh, my God. So... How is it to go from being this journalist just traveling and interviewing so many famous people and authors and things like that to just really being in the confines of just creating your own stuff? Yeah, it's so liberating because when you're a journalist, you I'm really a stickler for making sure that every single word everyone says is perfect. It's exactly what they said. You're checking their quotes, making sure it's right on the money. And when you're creating a world, it's so great because you can people can say anything and the world can look like anything. And it's really fun to have the freedom to do that. Absolutely. I totally agree. Wow. That's amazing that you've had this amazing life. Now, you live in Nevada. I live in Nevada, you guys, where it's like 110 degrees today. It's so hot. (laughs) Oh, my God. It is so hot. You could melt. if you. I am outside right now talking to you. If I stop talking, you'll know I melted. Oh, my God. Now, how is it like going from living in, like, New York or just being in different cities to living in, in the desert? <laughs> you know, it's crazy because I grew up in Chicago and lived in Chicago for a number of years. My dad got to a certain age where he really couldn't do the Chicago winters anymore. He was slipping and sliding and falling, and that was kind of scary. So we moved to Arizona first. And if you want, I love Arizona because I went to school there, but if you want to know hot, that's like 117. You really, honestly, you probably don't even have to exercise. You could just go stand outside and melt pounds off of you. So (laughs) when I married my husband, he's a banker in Las Vegas, we moved to Vegas and it's, it's fun. And one of the great things about living in Vegas is you can see any band you've ever liked your whole life. They will play here eventually. So kind of fun. It's a great entertainment city. 
Oh, my gosh. But, you know, like, I know, like, I mean, how long have you lived in Vegas? I've lived in Vegas for four years now. And the other great part, besides it's just a nice, relaxed place to be a writer, very, you know, nice and quiet and the desert and beautiful. But I have a lot of things to do in L.A. because I'm still a film reporter. So it's literally a four-hour drive or a 40-minute flight to L.A., which is, that's pretty awesome. That's amazing, yes. And I asked you, um, I'm asking you how long you have been in Las Vegas because I do remember Vegas. I want to say, I don't know what year this was, but Vegas got snow, and I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. (laughs) You know, my husband's my high school boyfriend, and he wrote me a letter to my dad's house. (laughs) And, okay, here's a good story, you guys. He wrote me a letter to my dad's house in Chicago, and we planned this weekend where I was going to come out to Vegas, and we were going to see each other for the first time in 30 years. It was, I swear to you, it was that weekend that it snowed. So I was, like, so nervous about seeing him again. But then I was like, I can't believe I'm going to have travel issues going to Las Vegas. It's snowing in Vegas. Am I, like, bringing them this snow being from Chicago? So that was the first weekend we met after all those years was on that snowy weekend. Oh my goodness! You know, I'm I'm just I have been to Vegas so many times and I love it there. Not in the summertime though, but I do like it there. I know it's a beautiful city and such nice people. And it's funny people think there's just the strip, but we live out in the suburbs. It's kind of like the suburbs yeah. anywhere, you know, just quiet oh, and families. Yeah. It is. So it's it really is. nice. And it is. It absolutely is. And you can be in Arizona in no time or you can be in L.A. in no time. So absolutely, it's like you have stuff like all around you. Absolutely. Really fun. And I love Chicago and, and I miss my family, but I don't miss the snow, everybody. I, I mean, I like to watch <laughs> snow on TV and Christmas specials. That's about it. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Tell us, tell us without giving too much away about offenders because you know there's so there's so many readers out there who love these types of stories and 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 how they are because I was reading I was reading the uh, reviews which they're good reviews by the way on um, Amazon yeah and people are loving this they are loving this you know I am so humbled by these reviews because people have written that they really love this book more than they've loved Hunger Games and they've written mm-hmm, the Harry Potter mm-hmm. website, which doesn't review a lot of books like Harry Potter MuggleNet.com gave us a rave review and said that they wish they could start and read the book all over again, not knowing what was going to happen, which was such a beautiful thing to say. And mm-hmm. I mean, loving, loving reviews. People have written me beautiful letters about what this has meant to them because they've lost somebody who they've loved. Yeah. And I mean, I tell people like just the basic story. It's it's a book about, and it's based in a lot of fact because I'm a reporter, so I always like to get a little fact in there. But but scientists always agree, and all scientists will agree on this: that your mind doesn't fully form until you're age 24. When you're 24, your frontal lobe sort of gels, and you've really grown up. So. So this book is about that announcement that all of us have been through in high school. Where they, I mean, in my school, about once a year, someone would, the principal would get on and announce that someone died last night, which 
unimaginable. This was like some 17-year-old who was in a car crash or somebody in a boating accident or or a house fire. I mean, we've all had that. And and you're young and you're like, you're like, I can't believe this could even happen to someone. What about the rest of their life? So the premise of Ascenders is what, where would you go if you died young and you weren't really fully developed? And Mm. our main character, Walker Callahan, she goes to bed one night and she's very poor. Her family's been foreclosed on. And she wakes up in a much nicer house. Much of, Some of her stuff's there. Some of it's new stuff. Much nicer than she ever had. Her mom's down the hall unpacking. And it's just always been her and her mom. Her dad yet died years ago. And she's she's confused. She's like, well, what happened? You know, I went to bed in my bed and I woke up in a new house. And as time progresses, the reader knows this ahead of time, but Walker finds out she died last night with her mom in a car crash. And on a snowy Chicago road. So Walker doesn't know what happened, but she's told she must go to school. So the first day at her school, it seemed a little odd. It's, you know, a huge fortress of a school. But the town looks sort of like you're in the upper peninsula of Michigan. It's beautiful with pine trees and winding roads and forests and waterfalls and really beautiful little all-American town in the middle. And the weird thing is everything in town is free. You can go get breakfast for free or muffins for free or even stop in a store and get a new outfit for free. You know, really sort of weird. And Walker passes some people in town on the way to school and they look vaguely familiar. And she's like, wow, who's that guy in the park? He looks a little bit like Robin Williams looked when he was young. Kind of weird. <laughs> and she goes, she goes to school and she goes to first period music class. And basically at the school, they tell her there'll be no grades, there'll be no term papers, no SATs. We don't do that here. And she's like, what kind of school did my mom enroll me in? Like the first progressive school ever. And she goes to class, meets Daniel, and he's got an attitude. He's mad. He sits down. He doesn't want to talk to her. He's got a lot of complications in his life. He sits down next to her music class. He tries to be friendly. He, brushes, <laughs> she, he totally brushes her off. He's yeah, like, just pay attention. <laughs> the guy thing. But she's like, God, he's pretty hot. And, you know, I kind of want to talk to him. And, but he, and he actually moves her face in the direction of the blackboard and goes, pay attention. You might learn something. And the teacher's got blondish hair, kind of grungy, turns around, and he goes, hey, I'm Kurt. I'm your music teacher. I used to have this band. And as we as we go on, we learn that the high school teachers are populated by some pretty interesting famous dead people. So and and it's kind of an interesting thing. They come back at the age they choose to come back at. So that that kind of gives us a lot of age age things in there. But as Walker goes on, she does quickly find out she died yeah. last night. And she gets the rules of the place, which basically it's life with no rules. You can't there's no limits, no fears. You can't get hurt again because there's a reset for pain that you have now, and you certainly can't die twice. So that sets it up, Mm -hmm. although there's one rule, which is you can't go back. You can't go back to your former life. You can't look into it. You can't try to do those kind of things yet because it's dangerous. And, And as she gets to know Daniel better, she finds out he was a soccer star at his high school, very abusive dad, and his dad was kind of a big business type, took all the kids up in a plane on Christmas Eve, didn't really know how to fly too well, crashed the plane. The kids died. The dad didn't. So all the kids are there in this place except for one, the youngest brother, Bobby, who's only six. And Daniel knows 
he's stuck at the site of the crash, and he needs to go back, violating that sacred rule, and find his little brother. So then we get, without telling you guys too much more, we get into Walker yeah. and him sort of, they get into this little romantic thing, and she kind of figures out, like, like most girls do in these things, she's like, he'll never figure this out. He needs me to go back with him, and I'll risk it to go back. Mm-hmm. And halfway through the book, they do go back as ghosts. So that sort of sets it up. But, but lots of surprises along the way and who they meet in their strange place and what happens Absolutely. with them. They fall in love. Absolutely. And, you know, I stories just like this, um, for for some reason, you know, with the high school theme and, you know, the young girl and different lives and people have different things that have went on in their lives. You know, there's a lot of young readers that can relate to to um, some of these characters. And I love stories just like this. Me too. You know, I love those stories. Walker's 17. She's on the older side of high school. But we meet a lot of the other kids. There's a girl named Tosh who was an anorexic who died of that. And that's the other thing in the book. It presents people's, how they died, and little kind of little dossiers of what happened. Uh, and I, I don't want to ruin any of those, but some of them are yeah. crazy. Some of them are sad. And, and you know, she meets people who had real issues. And just because they're in this place, their issues aren't completely gone. So I hope readers find people that sort of identify with what's going on with them now. Absolutely. And and being how um, society is, you know, there's so much that goes on, especially on social media and things just like that. And people have different things that are happening in their own lives and different friends and things like that. So absolutely. I think a lot of young readers will definitely relate to the story and the characters. What does your daughter think about this book? You know, she describes Daniel as chocolate cake, which I've learned a whole new vocabulary from her. But chocolate cake is like one of her highest compliments. She said he's as yummy as chocolate cake. But she likes the fact Daniel is in a, they're in a house, like just a nice little ranch house next door to Walker with her mom. And Daniel's really raising these other kids. He's got Andy and Jenna, his two sisters, they're 12 and 14. And he's got a younger brother, Pete, who's 16. And it's sort of, you know, very much, you know, he's the the dad in a way. And at a certain point, Walker sort of becomes the surrogate mom to these kids. And they want this little boy back. So she really liked that part where if it's family, no matter what the rules are, you're going to break them to keep the family together. And I've, I've had a lot of good response to that, too, that people are like, I, I love how this book is like, no matter what the the problems are for us, we'll fight for our family. Yes, yes, and it it has that vibe story, absolutely, and and your daughter, wow, <laughs> she's a chocolate cake. She's a the chocolate cake thing is so funny. <laughs> she's like, she's like, don't ever let Walker fall in love with anybody else. I love Daniel so much. I'm like, okay, okay, we'll see what happens in the next book, but but yeah, she's she's so funny. Oh my goodness. Um, as far as in, you know, any of your good friends and family, what do they think about the, the uh, story? You know, they see me working on it so much. And I'll say to them, because I'm almost done with the senders too, which is going to come out next year. 
early in the year, but I, they'll see me working on it, and they'll be like, what's happening? But don't tell me. I'm like, well, wait, do you want me to tell you, or do you want me to not tell you? And they'll be like, no, don't tell us, but what's happening? So they're so funny. But one of the cool parts, too, is, you know, Harry Potter has Quidditch. Well, at this school, yes. everybody has to play a sport. You have to stay in shape. So Walker is not athletic. She's like, I don't need this. So she signs up for floor hockey, thinking it's just going to be some little dopey floor hockey. But they have a huge stadium there that reminds me of the United Center in Chicago. And they play human air hockey, where the people don't skate on ice. You levitate on air. So my husband was so happy about this because he made me watch every Blackhawks game for the entire season. (laughs) So I got the hockey right. And he said it like I had to for the book, which I love the Blackhawks, and I had fun watching, although I sort of pretended like I didn't sometimes, but I did. And <laughs> he was like, you must watch this. It's part of your book. And, and I brought all the hockey by him, so he feels proud that he formed the hockey stoke. Oh, my goodness. This is amazing, only because I can I, I can see – I, I can definitely see why you were made to tell this story because I love your personality and I love your creative spirit and I love your energy. This is just oh wow! <laughs> then I can see why you so you oh, were thank you. A you too. You have awesome energy. <laughs> I want to come on the show lots of times. I love being on your show. <laughs> well, I definitely invite you back because. Honestly, I, you know, I love stories just like this, and it touches young people, like young adults. It really touches them because with the way that social media is and people's home lives and relationships and things like that, this book has everything in it. And once again, people can just, they can relate to story, and that's what I love. But what I was going to say is that I can see why you were a journalist and you were able, you know, and that you're interviewing a lot of folks that are in Hollywood and things like that. That's amazing. I mean, you have really great energy. I really love that. <laughs> I really do. Well, I, I, you do, too. And I'll tell you, you know, I've been a journalist for over 20 years, so when I put some of the famous dead people in, you know, I things would happen while I was writing this, and when Robin Williams passed, that that hit me really hard because I had interviewed oh, yeah. Robin Williams maybe ten times, and every time you interviewed Robin Williams, he was a ball of energy. You oh, never knew what he was going to say. You you never laughed that hard in your life. It was like being in a private concert with him. So I actually went back a little bit and I found some of my notes over the years. So Walker, the first day she goes to school. I, just tell you guys this one she sees someone in a gazebo in the middle of town and he's a mime and he's vaguely familiar but he's pretty young maybe he's 20 and he's really happy he's got a huge smile on his face and he's doing his mime work and a little known fact is robin williams before he was robin williams he used to be a mime in new york city and he would always say that was some of the happiest times of my life and he would just sit in the park and do his mime act and and so I put him in as a mime, and I also had interviewed Heath Ledger a million times. So the drama teacher at their school is just this hot guy named Heath, and he's always smoking, because every time I ever interviewed Heath Ledger, he was always smoking. And he it's just kind of understated guy, you know, and always wearing like a sweat jacket all zipped up, and and so he, he shows up, but... But that's been super fun, like going through, like, I promise you guys, it won't be like George Washington. 
Not that they're not amazing, but I don't want that. It's not a history lesson. The people who show up have to be super, super cool. That's my rule. Oh, so, yeah. So there'll be some interesting people. And sometimes you think someone's someone and they're not. So I kind of like to keep people guessing on that. Absolutely. Um, you said Ascenders 2 is coming out next year. Is it going to pick up from where the first book left off? It picks up from the minute the first book lets off, and there's really serious consequences. I mean, Walker and Daniel have done, they've broken the sacred rule. They went back, and there's been some tragedy over that, and there's some serious consequences. And one of the things is we find out there's not just their school, the academy, which is a beautiful school. There's not just their school in this realm. We find out... There's also a place called ITT, which is the Institute for Troubled Teens, and it's like a maximum maximum security penitentiary for teenagers who have done some wrong things in their lives. And basically they house them in little glass boxes. So, And sometimes it's not a life forever sentence. Sometimes it's, it is. And what they've done guarantees an eternal sentence in, these, in this place. So there's some serious trouble for them. But also, there's some there's some twists that that get them along and, and into a huge, big sweeping journey that takes them through the rest of the series. Because I kind of envision this to be about four oh books. So, nice. and, and their love gets a lot stronger too. But their love's challenge too. So, lots of consequences. And then, just to tell you guys, one other kind of cool part is we find out there's a third school for kids who grew up with oddities. And that oh my is a goodness. School. that school, those kids, they they're strangeness in each of those kids, or is it not strange at all? So that we I introduced that school too. So there's lots lurking. Walker only gets a t- just a taste of this place in the first book. You know, I I have a sense that you know this is like a movie being. Um, Played out. Has there been any talk of maybe that happening? You know what? Like there has been, which has been super oh. exciting. So there's been there's been one thing. Uh, our we have a book trailer, and that was so cool because I have a lot of good friends, and one of my friends, Orion Williams, is this amazing producer in Hollywood. He did the movie Control, which some people and Empire Magazine have voted one of the best rock music movies of all time. He's a good friend of ours and working on this project. He uh, is friends with Roger O'Donnell of The Cure, the rock band The Cure. And mm-hmm. he asked Roger to read the book and to write some original music for a trailer we're going to have out next week. So we've been working hard on that. And then, yeah, we've had a lot of good interest in actually taking senders to the small screen to be a TV series. Oh, my God, that's amazing. Forgive me if I'm, like, overly excited. <laughs> no, I'm so, believe me, I am so excited, too. I mean, who would have thought? I mean, that's, it's amazing. And we've had meetings with different people. So, really, I mean, like, just crazy, amazing stuff happening around this book. That's awesome. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Oh, my God. But it's, like, crazy, crazy from, you know, <laughs> it's just really, really amazing. But, but I have to say one of the best parts for me, too, and that's super exciting, is I've sent so many nice letters from people. You know, and people can always write me at clgaber at yahoo.com. I've gotten so many beautiful letters from people saying what it's meant to them or 
they've lost a mom, a dad, a sister, brother, and they would like to think that there might be a place like this where, you know, where life doesn't really change very much. So that's been been really awesome. I, I love hearing from people. Absolutely. Before we let you go, are you going to have any book signings, any other, any places of where you're going to be in the next couple of months, maybe? You know, we're trying to figure that out, but I'm definitely going to start doing some Comic Cons across the country. So oh, I'll always, wow. I'm on Facebook under Seal Gaber, so anybody can join me and. And I have an author page there, so I'll be announcing things. And I'm also, I did one yesterday. I did a Facebook takeover on a website. So I've been doing a lot of, there's a lot of virtual book things going on online. So I, I'll always announce mm-hmm. those too, and, and people can ask questions and always do a bunch of free giveaways, things, things like that. And I also put the ebook on sale for 99 cents right now, just for this month, because I just want people to read the book. So anybody has a Kindle just go on Amazon. It's only a dollar, and you can grab the whole book. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much. It's been such a joy talking to you. <laughs> you oh, have a my great spirit. You have a great energy. <laughs> I love that. I would love it. You know what? If you guys want to – if we want to do a giveaway for your listeners, I'll send you a bunch of books. So anything you guys want to do. Absolutely. That would be awesome. Absolutely we would do that. That would be awesome. Oh, my gosh, they would love that. Uh, <laughs> uh, absolutely. Anybody who wants to, whatever kind of giveaway we could think about, what what we could do. and and uh, But we'd lo- we'll love to come back anytime and any, anything. Absolutely. I definitely invite you back anytime. I can't wait for the second book to come out so we can talk about that. And whenever, hopefully, the show, if there's a TV show in the near future, we would love to talk to you about that also. So thank you for spending part of your day with us. And oh, we definitely thank appreciate you. you for that. <laughs> thank you so much. It was such an honor. I'm so grateful that you had me on. And, and just love to all your listeners and you. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, and you enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks, you too. All right, everybody, that was C.L. Gaber talking about the Ascenders. Go to Amazon.com and copy your copy, everybody. I can't wait for the second book to come out and potentially a show on the small screen. So with that being said, this is your girl, the Literary Diva of Blog Talk Radio. This has been another exciting, interesting author interview with the one and only C.L. Gaber, Cindy Perlman. Thank you, you guys, and God bless you.
Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.